You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding, the ones who want an inside look at the vault, this is Views from Street. Now, Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, let's start steaming toward the rear end of the views from Midstreet. Po- I also don't like how I phrase that, Lonzo. Yeah, I also just, don't uh, like I mean, how I phrase yeah, that. Yeah, the, the look that I gave you as, uh, yeah. It's, I uh, pulled a DK Metcalf on that one. Let me try that one again. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm not editing that out, by the way. I didn't expect that. you yeah, to. Okay. That's why right. I said let's try it again and just rolled into it. Ladies and gentlemen, let us... Begin to wrap up the views from Ministry Podcast. There we go. Let's that, go with that. That works. That works. It's the beginning of the end of this edition of the Views from Ministry Podcast. And of course, as always, we do very much thank you guys who download every week and follow along through this season with Zoe and I. We do ask you to share it with your friends and family. Put it up on your social media. You can tag us in it at the Rob Brown Show at Lonzo One Word. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. If you see that dude walking down the street in the Panther shirt, share it with him. We want all y'all to be a part of this as we continue to grow the pot. Let us talk, Lonzo, about the defensive side of the football. Because defensively speaking, I'm not sure what you would be terribly upset about, right? I mean, maybe you'd go, shouldn't have given up 16 points in the fourth quarter. But here's the reality. We gave you those time of possession numbers earlier, right? Arizona held the ball 10 minutes and 56 seconds in the third quarter, 10 minutes and 43 seconds in the fourth quarter. Do you know what else that 10 minutes and 56 in the third quarter signifies and that 10.43 in the fourth quarter signifies? Absolutely. The defense was out there the entire time. Correct. It means your defense was working combined between those two periods for 21 and a half of those minutes. 21 and a half minutes of, of, of football clock. Your defense is gassed at that point. Now, the defense... Back in the first half, in my opinion, more than held up their end of the bargain. It was the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, and Kyler, I stole my mommy's cell phone, Murray, put up a field goal and a half. A field goal. If you'd have told me going into that game that the Panthers were going to roll up into halftime, having only given Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown three points, I'd have slapped you on the butt and told you good game. Because that's a hell of an effort. I would have absolutely been blown away. And I would have also expected that at some point, the offense would have pitched in. They didn't. They they gave us a field goal in the first half. They gave us six points on the back end. The defense, Frankie Louvu is a, is a machine right now. He's a machine. I'm enjoying watching this kid fly around and play. The defensive backfield for the Panthers has been exceptional. The front four across the line of scrimmage, led by D. Brown, who continues to flip me the metaphorical bird every week for talking about how I wanted more out of him. He's been giving it to me. 
By the way, it's Derek Brown. That I mean. No, I, I go D Brown. Yeah, now. yeah, but D Brown that was actually a, a player. So fair you, enough. Make people. That's think true. That okay, Derek Brown. I have infinity. If you've never listened to my radio show of nicknaming everybody. So Derek Brown and the rest of the guys, the defense has been good. They were good against New Orleans. They were good against Arizona. For whatever reason, there's just no complimentary presence. And the, the, the problem I have here, aside from not scoring points when we have the football, uh, Lonzo, at some point, maybe not everybody, and I hope I'm wrong. Maybe there's nobody. Maybe there's 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 17 guys that rotate in and out that are totally fine. But at some point, the defensive guys are just going to go, I'm done. I'm over it. Right? Well, Why am I going to go out there and hold Arizona to three when we can't score a freaking point? These are, these are complaints that we heard coming out of Cleveland from the Cleveland defense, really good defense about uh, Baker Mayfield. So it would be easy to point the finger at him and, and say that he's – you know, if you look at history, then it must be all him, even though the defensive guys in Cleveland forgot that he led them to the playoffs. Uh, I think there's ample blame to go around for a lot of people. Part of this is Baker Mayfield's fault. Absolutely, it is. There are some easy passes that he can complete. Part of this is uh, Matt Rule's fault. But as we started the podcast, and I want to make sure that we finish the podcast the same way, this is all Ben McAdoo's fault. Ben McAdoo... Needs to go. He is he is the problem right now. Or someone needs to sit him down and tell him, hey, you know, run the ball. And then, you know, when you're when you're done with that, run the ball. And also, you could run the ball. And you know, if you run the ball, then some of that other stuff is going to open up. Also, Baker appears to be a little short, or he gives some things away that says, I'm going to throw the ball now. And people are like, I think I'll jump and block that ball. Maybe roll Baker out. Maybe not to the right. Maybe roll him out to the left. Ooh, look at that. Don't 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 that's, don't don't go overboard. That's here. that's very inventive. Rolling him out to the left, the opposite of where he normally throws. Maybe try something like that. I know it's creative. I know it goes against the football for dummies book, but you know, come on. It's McAdoo. McAdoo is the main problem. All right. So, you know, as far as Baker, because I think he had Five passes batted down in this game, and if I recall correctly, that is good for a tie for the all-time NFL record of most passes batted down in a game. Five. Surprisingly low, by the way. I thought it had been maybe seven, eight. Five batted balls is the most in an NFL game, and Baker now has a tie for that. Now, uh, before you go and, and get all ragey angry at it, keep in mind that... Drew Brees played his football at six foot tall, right? If if I recall correctly, Drew Drew Brees played his ball at six foot. For all the years that we watched Drew Brees, Lonzo, you remember any games where Brees had more than maybe two basses batted down the line of scrimmage? No. No. No, you don't. But I also don't remember him just sitting back in the pocket the entire time. He moved around a little bit. He would. And, and and I will tell you, even inside the pocket, he would move around a little bit. And Baker is very, very stationary. One thing that I have with Baker here is Baker's got happy feet. Baker's scared in the pocket. And I get it. I, I think he spent an entire, well, I was going to say offseason, but an entire six weeks being told about how bad his offensive line was going to be. Now, here's the thing. You go back and you watch tape of Baker Mayfield at Cleveland. 
At one point, Baker Mayfield was playing behind one of the best three offensive lines in all of the National Football League. Baker has always been a guy who will jettison a decent pocket. He has always been a guy who will see a pocket form around him and be willing, like, I need to get outside of this to make something happen. He's not doing anything more than he's done in the past. The problem that Baker's having right now is that in Cleveland, when they were a playoff team, they understood how to scheme the offense around the fact that Baker is only six with a low throwing motion. He just played Kyler Murray against a seven-man defensive front in Carolina that's really good. How many balls did we bat down of Kyler Murray's in that game? Maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe a couple of tips here and there. There are ways around that. There are ways to scheme around that. There are ways to create throwing lanes for Baker, right? If you recognize that one of your plays is DJ coming across the middle from the left side and he's your priority assignment, there are ways to create a blocking scheme on the left side that will open up a throwing lane for Baker Mayfield that should be clear for him. And we're not doing any of that. It's like, honestly, you know what it feels like? It feels like back when, uh, back in the old Madden games, when the Ask Madden button made its debut, remember? And you could just push Ask Madden and it would give you the three plays that John Madden would suggest. And it was always just three random plays, right? It was never like, in this situation, it makes sense because it was just like, I would pick the, and it was random plays. It feels to me at times like McAdoo has just grabbed the Madden playbook and is like, go do this one. There's no scheming. There's no do this, but we're going to do this, and we're going to shift this and roll protection over here, and we're going to move the guard here, and we're going to open the splits up because this guy's coming from the – it just feels like he just went online, found a how to coach an offense playbook, handed it to Baker, and was like, I'm going to pick a number, and then you run that play. And that's like our whole offense right now. I know Lonzo thinks I'm a pessimist right now, but I feel like that's just reality at this point. So the thing is, I've said this entire podcast and also said on the show today that I think Ben McAdoo is a problem. If you get rid of Ben McAdoo, who's the next guy up and will they be more creative with plays? Because I really think that the talent is there for the Panthers to win some games. They were really close to first couple games. This game... Had a shot at it well into the third quarter. We're in the game, but the play calling is really, really bad. So, I, I mean, how do you fix that other than, and then at this point of the season, can you revamp the whole thing? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, and, and, and this is the part that I don't like saying as a radio dude who wants the Panthers to be good and as a Panthers fan who wants the Panthers to be good. This season's a wash. The season doesn't matter. No one in three teams are making the playoffs. It's just not happening. One in three, and the only team we've managed to beat is a team that should be 0-4. We're not good. We're not making the playoffs. So the question now becomes, and we'll get into this a little bit more on the Wednesday pod, the question now is, how much are you willing to make this season hurt to give us the best crack at rebounding next year? Right? Do you let Matt Rule, Matt Rule go midseason? If you do, my, my genuine honest question would be, I don't really care who comes in because at some point, at some point you got to go, it doesn't matter if we lose 12, 
or 15 or 16. We don't win another title. I don't want to lose to the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I certainly would love to sweep the New Orleans Saints, however that comes into play, right? But at some point, you just got to rip the Band-Aid off, Lonzo. And I'm afraid if you wait till the offseason, you will have let the wound underneath it fester for too long. All right. I can't. I, 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 I just can't say the season's an entire wash yet. I can't. I think there are some adjustments that can be made and some games can be won. Can they still make the playoffs? I don't know. Just because something hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't. I'll tell you this. We got San Francisco. We got L.A. We got Tampa. If we take one of those three games, I'll be blown away. And I hate that. The Tampa game is not as tough as it used to sound. No, Tampa's not as good as they are. I mean, they're two and two, and and, and I got a feeling they're going to lose more than we thought they were. We considered them, and I considered them an NFC front runner this year. They ain't. They ain't anymore. But it's still Tom Brady. It's still the Bucs. They're still better than we are today. It also comes down to this, as far as the division goes, nobody's really good, including Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay may have more potential, but they're not that good right now. So you can have a losing record and win this division and make it to the playoffs. Now you may say, oh, no, I don't like that. Well, I don't care. You still make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, as of right now, the Bucks are 2-2. Two and two. The Falcons are 2-2. Two and two. The Panthers are 1-3. and three. The Saints are 1-3. and three. So We're the Panthers, a game back. Panthers are a game back. We're a game back. You're not wrong. All right, seems like as good a place as any to call this one an afternoon. We will drop the Wednesday pod, which, of course, will be a little more hindsight reaction as well as any news, notes, transactions, and reviews of the press conferences between now and then. Friday's pod will be our preview pod where we will take a look at this Sunday's matchup when we take on the 49ers at the bank back-to-back mid-afternoon slots. We went 4 o'clock this weekend. We'll go 4 o'clock next weekend, and we'll have that break. Actually, we're going 4. How about 3 in a row, though? 4 o'clock against the Cardinals, 4 o'clock against the Niners, and then 4 o'clock on the road at L.A. We're getting our national time, I guess. Hooray. All I can say is I I guarantee you that the next podcast, I'm going to bring more positive than Rob's negative. It's going to be difficult, but I'm going to do it because – we can go that will lead us towards sunshine. How poetic from the great one, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's it for us. Next pod drops on Wednesday. In the meantime, again, do us a favor. Tell your Carolina-loving friends and family all about the views from Mint Street Podcast. We'll see you Wednesday, folks. Keep pounding, baby!